Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to 3030 in Parishing, TF&P, with your girl, Clara Kavna, and... The other girl. <laughs> You're one. <laughs> You're one. Sophie Lyons. <laughs> 30 Freddy Pershing, we are, we're your brunch table girly chat podcast. We are chatting about what the girlies are talking about in toilet cubicles, pool tables. Now out for like maybe bright little February walks now that spring has sprung. The it's moon Spring the, is coming. I can smell it. I know. The moon has really been amazing this last few weeks. Few days. And it's just, yeah, it's very nice. Even though it's freezing, the brightness Gorgeous is really though. soothing myself. I saw there was a full moon last night. Was, yeah, oh my God. Did you see the moon rising? It was like enormous, big, like fireball. I was making a wish on it last night. Oh. I don't know if that's the thing. Why not? I was just waking a wish on everything now. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of like um, manifesting, so. Oh, you better believe it. They always say to do your goals around a full moon because you follow like the cycle of the moon. Oh, I feel great. I made James do it as well. <laughs> Cute. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to kick off like we always do with what we're loving or hating. Jadoring or jadisting. My darling Sophie, would you like to go first? Yeah, back to a positive note this week after my eBay rant last week. Oh. My jadore gets stronger and stronger by the day. This started kind of few months ago, maybe like three months ago, someone sent me this animals Instagram mm. or an Instagram dedicated to an animal. But it's not okay. just like a breed. It's one individual animal. Is it a Tibetan monkey? It's this <laughs> very large, like overweight monkey with one paw. Really furry. It's called Zing Zing. Aww. And it's in China. And it has this backstory to it. Was it captured or something? And then its paw got clamped and... Someone sold Zing Zing off to the monastery because he couldn't afford it. Anyway, Zing Zing now lives with this Buddhist nun in a monastery in China. Zing Zing is huge. I wasn't sure of the gender. It's It's a girl. And she's basically like a tourist attraction, but like it's just people visiting the monastery. And it's just content of her all the time. She loves eating snacks. She has a friend who's a cat. It's just the one paw movement. And then like if Zing Zing has enough, she'll tell you. She drinks oh. milk out of cartons, like sip, like with the nun. The nun's her bestie. Oh my God. So does the nun like run her socials? No, I think it's literally all people who are going to see Zing Zing that push, submit it to the Instagram page. Oh, I'll link it in the cool. show notes. I look at it every day, and every day it puts a smile on my face. Like at one point, like Zing Zing will be on these steps in the monastery, and she'll be like eating, and then she'll start kind of scratching her tummy, and then the nun takes over and starts just scratching her tummy, and they're just best friends. Oh, um, and that's why she's door. 
It is the cutest monkey. (laughs) (laughs) And then because she only has the one paw, she uses her feet for some stuff. Like if she's breaking like a little bamboo to eat, she loves snacking. And I just love that she's a bit overweight as well. (laughs) I wonder how old she is. I think she's about 10. Zing Zing lives the life that people just come up to her with plates of food. And the carton of like coconut milk. And she's like... And there's ones of like the nun like pushing Zing Zing's hair back and Zing Zing's eyes are just closed. Rolling back. It's great. I, if anyone's having a bad day, I'm going to link it in the show notes. I wonder, I wonder how Zing Zing became famous. Was it just some tourist started visiting? I don't know. I need to actually ask the person who's, who showed me it in the first place. Just also, it's Zing Zing with an X. Okay. Oh my God, I really want to go look at her. Oh, I can't wait. I've shown her to so many people. A lot of people don't really get the obsession. Oh. I don't know every day. And I find a <laughs> secondary account that's other Zing Zing content. It's just this one well-known monkey in China. <laughs> but she's still in kind of her kind of local habitat. It's not like a zoo, obviously. Uh, yeah, zoos make me feel really icky. I don't like them. Uh, totally and then she you forget she's a wild animal so every now and again she'll get her teeth out oh if someone's coming here and she doesn't want them to or she doesn't want the banana she's like and she takes her her teeth out and you kind of forget she's a wild animal oh well she sounds really like either of us to be honest is she such a relatable (laughs) monkey (laughs) get away from my snacks bitch Kind of, like people will bring her snacks and they're like, here, come on, like, come on, Zing Zing, come here, come here. And she's just like, no, piss off. <laughs> God, what a woman after my own heart. I know. Anyway, that's my, my Jador. What's what's your Jador or Jatest this week? Mine is a Jatest that kind of turned into a Jador. So I had my first hangover of 2023. I'm dying to hear about it. It wasn't that it was like that mad of a night. I just think when you go from like not drinking for all, four weeks to having like Guinness from 5pm to like 1am the next day. Like should have had a brock before I went to bed. I honestly felt poisoned. <laughs> like there's no other way to describe it. And I met, I went into London Bridge to meet my sister and your sister on Sunday. And like I was on, the, the overground strikes were on. So I had to get like a train to London Bridge. Oh yeah. And they're only every half an hour. And we pulled into Broccoli, which is like halfway through on the journey. And I was like, I think I have to get out here and get sick and then get sick on the platform, sit for a half an hour and then continue my journey in. Or do I go home? Like, I'm too far away to walk. I'm too sick. I'm too weak. Anyway, I was able to ride the storm and I was just like, it's just a burp. It's just a burp. You're not going to get sick. You're not going to say And it was real mind over matter bullshit. And then once I got a bit of this, I want to say the sea air, the river air from the Thames. <laughs> I felt better. I turned a corner, but like it was really touch and go. And it was like, I had a fun night out. We were actually out in a similar area where your taxidermy pub is, the members club that you went to. And I thought we were going there. They were like, yeah, we're going to a members club. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, we're near Dalston. I was like, I bet you it's that club. Like how many can there be? And? And we're like walking around, couldn't find it for ages. We're like, got some road beers. We're like, woo woo. I was like, oh my God, this would be just such a full circle moment if I was like, got to see that tiger that you're talking about and the baboon on the stairs. So it wasn't a private members club. It was a working man's club. And I was basically on a night out in like where you'd have an Irish college disco, like a holla, like a skull 
hollow thing. And it was like... Oh, like, like a Claustro Olaf. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like full-on Bruena-style hall with like, you know, club flags and trophies everywhere. It was like, okay. It was still really fun and the music was gas, but it wasn't the, the glamour. Yeah, it was so funny. But anyway, the next day it was just like, oh my God. And like, I did... The dry January, like, I feel like I went through so many emotions and my mum was really grilling me on it. And it's, I don't know, I kind of thought I would become a wellness guru while I was doing it. But then it's only since that I went back drinking that I was like, this weekend, I'm like, oh no, I, I, I can't have that hangover again. So it's definitely, I think I did it wrong. I think what I should have done was had a few drinks on the Friday night and like eased into it. I think it was just like, it was too Where, much. Where's the whistle? Anyway, the reason why I turned into a bit of a jador was on the way back from London Bridge during my hangover and I felt better. I got a hot chocolate. I had some great Yum. gal time. Mm-hmm. Had some great gal time, great chats. And um, I started listening to uh, Jay Shetty's podcast, which I've talked about before, but he's honestly like my crutch right now. He's like, obviously Oprah's my number one gal, but Jay Shetty had Drew Barrymore on. I don't know much about Drew Barrymore. I've listened to that that celebrity memoir podcast about her book. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I had no idea about her life. Anyway, she goes on as a guest and I'll, again, link this in the show notes. They were just chatting, chatting, chatting. And it was all, it, you know, into life and, you know, the journey she's been on. She came out of like ET and all that. Her, her mom put, she never knew her dad. Her mom put her in rehab because she didn't know what to do with her. But the rehab was like an institution. It was like... If you ever seen Girl Interrupted, it was like a, not a mental institution, but like it was like a proper rehabilitation centre. And then when she came out of it, obviously the word had gotten around Hollywood that she was in rehab, but she was like, she wasn't, I think she was doing coke with her mom at 12. Uh, yeah. But have you seen her Instagrams in the rain? No. Have I spoken about this with you? No. Oh my God. She does these, I don't know if it's Instagrams or TikToks and she's being deadly serious. She's out in the rain and she's delighted and she's like, if you get the opportunity, <laughs> go outside in the rain. And she's buzzing about the rain. <laughs> and then there's another one where she finds a window in this apartment she's renovating. And she's like, how something so bright can come <laughs> out of darkness. Okay. It's so good. Look it up. It's great. This is totally going to discredit what I'm about to say because I feel like I'm in Drew's like, spell. Oh, she's great, though. I'm in her spell. But she was saying, so she has two kids. She's been divorced she, mm. from their baby daddy for like, I don't know, f- five or six years or whatever, a good while. And sh- she just got like really upset and she like burst out crying. Well, uh, if she yeah, cries she at, the, at the rain, well, then that's a bit. I'm not used to her. She goes, my cup is run over with all the love in my life, but I feel like I give love and I don't know how to receive love. And she's like, I don't think I can find love romantic love again because i just i put a barrier up there for myself and i just was like oh my god i just it really i don't know i was in that like sunday buzz but it really struck a chord to me because it was just like i don't know like people can be so good at giving love and being like an active service active service but then like never really checking in and going like can i actually receive love like when people want to do nice things for me do i say yes or just like oh no 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 i don't want to i think as irish people we never really we're not very good at receiving love or What's being the open to it. runneth over? She was like, my work life is great. My friends are amazing. I love my daughters. They're like my everything. I She has a really great relationship with her 
ex-husband. She's like best friends with his new wife. Like, you know, she's like, I've all this love in my life. I, it's just, okay. it's overflowing. But I, I have a block up about thinking I'll find somebody. And then they get into this chat about like actually being able to like receive love and the pressure that like society puts on people to be in relationships. And that's the be all and end all. But then Jay Shetty is like, well, you know, in any of the religions, a mother's love is the unconditional one. It's love between thy neighbor, not between thy Romeo and Juliet style. Do you know, like or the, the, a romantic Ooh, sense? Oh, I want to listen. From a day that started out so touch and go, my <laughs> return journey, I was just like, yes. It was nice. I love listening to like deeper podcasts on a Sunday. I just feel like you're more like, yeah, it's when it. you do a lot of your thinking, isn't it? Yeah. You're contemplating. Yeah. So I was it's like, I felt a bit less fiery and a bit less, more like aware. It was more just like, God, what do I, what's, what, how do I think I am at receiving love and like being open to it? And I think I'm good at giving it, but I don't know if I am very good at receiving it sometimes. Or do you know? How do you know? I have no idea. I th- that's why, yeah, that's why I've been questioning it. Like, I think sometimes when like people try to do nice things for you, I, my immediate answer is no, I think. Someone tries to do something for me. I'm like, no, 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 don't go out your way. No, 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 no. Like a reflex. Yeah. Or like, I'm, I was like, oh, no, no, it's just easier if I do it myself. Think, I just think it's like a byproduct of being such a strong and independent woman, you know? <laughs> In this 21st century. Totally. It's super difficult. <laughs> On to the meaty part. I'm really <laughs> excited. Clara had thought about what she was going to th- talk about from a, a newsly topic and I had like an idea and it turns out they're kind of interlinked and mine kind of leads on to yours one's the yin one's the yang they like coexist in this in weird this... space <laughs> they yes. do without even and realizing they just yeah. emerge like a pearl a pearl of, of wisdom yeah of wisdom <laughs> I I haven't digested all the stuff that's come out about it recently, but I've just been dying to talk about the renaissance of Pamela Anderson. She is like a phoenix rising (laughs) from the ashes. And it's not like she even went anywhere. It's more just like it's her time to talk. What I've gotten over everything I've read, I I think I'm kind of maybe a third of the way through her documentary. I half watched Pam and Tommy, which apparently she didn't even know about. I refused to watch that. I didn't I know did, she didn't know about I took, that. I took a stance. <laughs> well, it was a great stance because I didn't know that. And it's more just like she was never given the time to talk. No, and she's until just like, now. Until now. And she's like, she's taking it back. She's t- starting her new year like a truth teller whistleblower. But she's not even, she's not even doing it in a sassy way. She's not yeah. even being like, oh, well, you won't believe what happened. She's literally just telling her story and the way she comes across in interviews and like, I saw this thing she did with, you know, that like in the bag feature with Vogue and she's going through her bag and it's just so candid. Mm. And she's like this kind of like fairy, like, <laughs> she, it's like she's been untouched. Like she's just this kind of like... She's very ethereal nymph, or something. A nymph. <laughs> a nymph, yeah. And like she's in the documentary, she's like back in where she's from in... 
Canada, like looks like the middle of nowhere by the sea. And that's where mm. she grew up and she's back there. And she seems so just untouched by it all. And so in her own world in a nice way. Mm, her, cause, yeah, because her life was crazy. Because the son, obviously, the really hot son who was on the hills. I don't know if it was his idea, but he... Mm. ended up being a producer on the documentary and it coincides with the launch of her autobiography as well which I would love to read he's kind of saying it's her time to talk I think a lot of people are you know have versions but my mum has never spoken out and this is her Mm. telling her own story now and he's saying you know she was completely messed around with Baywatch she only makes four grand a year from Baywatch that's crazy and she like it's kind of like she went in the way she like talks about it like she kind of got scouted by playboy and kind of went over and it didn't seem like there was anyone guiding her and she was just kind of hopping into different things and then she was like playboy model and then baywatch and like baywatch was so big and she was one of the reasons it was so big and didn't really reap any rewards like in the contract and stuff there were all these it's just like she went into it alone and didn't have someone to guide her yeah and then in tom and pammy it was kind of the same when i watched that series you kind of got the impression there was no one like watching over everything with her and thing Mm. and she's so elegant the way she speaks about everything still and she's just she's not saying it in like i was victimized she's just going like no because she's had not very nice experience Mm. like her stuff that happened to her when she's younger it's very sad like it was just a very traumatic childhood and i think her parents fought a lot when she was a kid they got married it was a shotgun wedding and they were still in their teens when she was born and they had this really tumultuous relationship where they'd be like you know physically fighting and then having sex like 10 minutes later and then that's what she thought her her like love was so then when she met tommy it was like, she was like, I've never been that in love with anyone even since. But I think but she I still think, says he, he was the love of her life. Yeah. But, but, the, but their relationship. Text messages or something. Yeah. And like, but their relationship was as just as fiery as that. And like, he, he went to jail for like, um when they, had, when they had the two kids, I think what the youngest one was like in her arms. He was like seven weeks and he shoved them across the room. And it was like, oh my, you know, like. He did some awfully dark things. Um, yeah, it was tumultuous. But then she was saying when she went back, remember what I think it was like when Zac Efron did that Baywatch movie? Mm. So she's been effed over by the Baywatch contract and gets four grand a year, which is absolutely nothing. Yeah. And David Hasselhoff is making so much money off it. And they went back to do that and they were like, oh, would you do a cameo? And they were saying, you know, kind of, can you do it as a favour? We're not going to pay you. Did she say yes or no? She said uh, her quote was, and she did it after a lot of bullying. They're probably like, we gave you your career or whatever. And she's like, well, I put the show on the map, so fuck you. Yeah, but that budget of that, like Zac Efron was in it and stuff. Why why is everyone so mean to her? Yeah, just taking advantage. And she's so like untouched. She's like, she still goes to buy her $5 hair dye and does it herself. Really? Yeah. Wow. She still goes to the supermarket and buys her $5 hair dye. And she says some really nice things. And she was just like, she was, I'm just a free spirit wandering around the planet, just bumping into people. Mm. And then she was saying about like her renaissance, like having these great conversations. And it feels so great. A second plug of the pod for the same thing is the Celebrity Memoir Book Club do her book. And I listened to that episode. 
and well link it but yeah so you they read the book so you don't have to they were saying that there's all these like vignettes and like poems as some of it reads like it's just this like essay loves a poem yeah like it's quite like it's just there's so many aspects to her that i just didn't know about she kind of is a celebrity that as soon as she went into her like endorsing PETA and standing up for what she believed in the media just weren't interested in in her anymore when she wasn't like wanting to get naked or wear tiny clothes and stuff yeah because she actually had something to say mm. and all the um, archive footage is like Jay Leno being like can we talk about your boobs yeah or and all this kind of stuff well. and like your man Matt Lauer being like let's talk about your boobs and stuff and she's like okay and she's like so that. just like, all right. Like, I think she's amazing. But my theory that I was oh, going to tell you. Yes. I think her present day, like, demeanor and way about going, how she goes about stuff and how she lives her life. Yeah. It sounds kind of sad, but I think I'm correct. I think if Britney Spears didn't take her bad turn, that is how Britney Spears would be. There's still hope. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's so like, it all kind of matches up. Do you know what I mean? Like Britney Spears never really got to say anything. At the time or anything. And then a few things went kind of, yeah, a few things went wrong. And they're both kind of like from small towns and, you know, humble upbringing and dyeing their own hair and insane (laughs) fame and stuff. And I think that's how Britney Spears would be now if a few things hadn't gone Wrong. Well, like what? Britney's what? Maybe like fifteen years younger than Pam, so you never know. Britney could be back on a Kentucky farm, working the land, dyeing her hair. I really enjoyed that theory. I I I kind of saw it and I just said, "Hey, what could have been?" Um, yeah, but I think she kind of falls in the like Jennifer Coolidge is having her moment back, and yes. there's this amazing resurgence of all these kind of women who people might have forgotten about and they're hitting yeah, their prime and they're now just having yeah and they're just like coming back and it's not like the comeback it's just like it's just this amazing period where you know people get to see them again exactly because i think as a society everyone thinks that like oh after 30 you're done for after 40 you're not sexy but like what these women are proving is just like no you can you know people still over over like certain ages have a voice and people will still listen you know I think a lot has changed in this small amount of time but I think what sticks out about Pam and Jennifer Coolidge in particular is they're so goddamn authentic you know Pam is just going this is my life so authentic exactly they're not pretending to be anybody else Pamela is not wearing any makeup throughout that whole Netflix documentary not a scratch not a scratch her parents are in it makes me want to shave my eyebrows off I know she still has the same eyebrows, which is mad. Jennifer Coolidge as well, with all her like endearing speeches on stages. And like, you know, she's very um, magnetic. They're both quite floaty, like free spirity. Yeah. Mm, Some of her voice kind of like that kind of breathy. I think it's lovely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's those noises she makes. Yeah. You'd really like to go for like a cocktail or a rosé with Pam and or Jennifer Coolidge. They're such power bitches, but it's like they're not really even trying. Mm. they're not in your face yeah Mm-mm. they're yeah. literally just like yeah with the two of them or it's like it just shows you that they have such a strong like grounding within themselves like they're not there's no ego I think 
they're kind of happy who they are who with who they are in the middle of it and it's like they're not even aware of what people are saying about them yeah and then it's, it's like funny because because they're not obsessed with bad press or being a victim or you know woe is me or like stats 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 or fame 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 they get it naturally anyway but like in a genuine way rather than somebody who's so concerned about staying relevant and you know this glossy sheen (laughs) that like and then they don't get it and then they get under so much more critique for it so it's interesting yeah and then because they would get more irritated Mm. the worse it goes for them because all they want to do like if you look at Tom is Tom Cruise a good example he's someone who who's like such a freak with his Scientology darkness I can only call that weirdo freak Baluba Baluba <laughs> he is from a part of the internet I don't even want to know about he's and from Planet Cog he's so <laughs> odd he's from another why like, do people why do people worship Tom Cruise I don't know I think like old America like the baby boomers like love him and I think Something with this whole himself. Top Gun thing, he's really come in. But like, he's somebody who's so image conscious and like wanting the all always to be like good press around him and good people and you know. Whereas like, it's so not authentic, and nobody likes that. People can think he's like half robot, half alien, and but, with human hair. But but people still like fawn over him, and it's like your wife had to one by one cut out <laughs> the people that were surrounding her in order to leave your marriage. She had and to get her father involved, yeah. Had to get the dad involved. He hasn't seen the kid in however many years. The baby was crying at the wedding. Someone yeah. from the Scientology church is missing. For like, Do you know what I mean? And it's like people are still like, Mr. Tom Cruise. It makes no sense to me. No, it's really strange. Good PR. But I'm, but I'm dying to hear your topic because I know. Good PR. Yeah. <laughs> 
that underpins most celebs. And anyone knows me knows that I'm huge skeptic of Hollywood stories. I just, I don't see the good in anything. I'm always Better looking for, for the backstory. Exactly. Who is, don't worry, is on my list for t- today's discussion. I knew you'd pick them out. I know. Just a little, just a little peppering. So I'm still watching The Hills with the reacting with Whitney Port and her husband. Uh, I'm on season, halfway through season four now. But what they laugh about all the time is give like a bit of behind the scenes info into the show. Whether it be like, oh, that club is beside that pub or, you know, it's like it can be useless information or helpful information. The Heidi Spencer love saga, whatever. But there was all this like stuff, I think, that happened this week. So my personal Hills journey. But then you also have like Reese Witherspoon and Ashton Kutcher on the red carpet for their new rom-com. And they're really awkward on the red carpet. I saw Then we this. have Jen. Yeah. Um, Mila Kunis give out to them afterwards or whatever. But it's just when publicists or celebrities get it right and wrong. Say with Jen and Ben at the Grammys, oh. Benifer at the Grammys, and they're fighting. Like Trevor Noah's like right beside them, and the oh. mask just slips ever so slightly. And like, he's, sorry, he looks like the most miserable guy. It looks like, sorry, it looks like Jennifer Lopez had him there by gunpoint. Like he was just did not want to be there. And the other one recently was also Leah Michelle, the the Gleaster who was called out with evidence during the whole Black Lives Matter for being a bully and a racist. She's now starring in this Broadway play where she's playing, is it um, Funny Girl? Funny the Barbara's Price. Yes. So Funny Girl on Broadway. And now she's flipping the coin on any of the allegations and the scandals that she's had to deal with by falling, doing really well on this Broadway show. She's getting rave reviews. It's sold out like every single night. She's, she's doing Tom Cruising it. Reversing being cancelled basically and look I don't really agree with cancelling but I also think like if people there's are too brave, many bad stories about her though it's very like gross. all her Glee co-stars are like yeah like no one said any nice things and you know what there was Maya Navarro's dad came out recently and he said oh Naya Rivera about the, apparently her, the two of them her and Leah Michelle had this massive rift but none of the press are t- taking it up at the moment because they want to get behind her because she's earned Broadway credentials by being really good at this play and it's like the play or the Broadway show that like launched Barbara Streisand and whatever so she's on this kind of backswing of kind of falling out of popularity not too long ago like Leah Michelle's paying people off she's I think part it just, of the Illuminati I think it just shows you the value of a good PR team and it just got me thinking, right? So there's been, in the last, like, not too distant past, there's been so many occasions where a poor publicist has been put through their paces. And there's a really good article in the Washington Post, and it talked about Will Smith's publicist, this woman oh. called Mer- <laughs> Meredith O'Sullivan Wasson. <laughs> She's been his publicist for 10 years. And what it did was it kind of collated, it talked to, obviously anonymously, but it talked to loads of different publicists within the industry and kind of got their reaction. Because obviously this Meredith woman would not comment on the story because she's such a good publicist. Apparently, so the slap happens, right? And they're calling it the biggest like image repair is the like industry term. The, The quickest image repair in celebrity history because this is a guy likability through the roof he wouldn't swear in his songs everybody wanted to be his best friend you know the fresh oh prince oh my god like, yes he went from that 
to saying, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Like it went from one extreme to the other, really aggressive. And he slaps him. 45 minutes yes. later, he's obviously on stage accepting the award. So he went from slap to a standing ovation. And apparently uh, his publicist was chatting to him every commercial break. Denzel Washington was coming up to him. And it was so funny, like the, the publicists that were being interviewed, being like, when that happened, it just made you feel so lucky that that wasn't you. Like you're just, I'm so, I'm so not envious and I'm so relieved. Oh but God. she spent the whole time chatting with the Academy being like, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? And she was the one who delivered the news to Will that he 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 had to like leave the Academy. He needed a ban and, you know, the penance that he was given. And she told him not to go to the Vanity Fair party. So then all the other in the very interesting is in the article, all the other publicists were like, that's when the client thinks they know more than the publicist and they can just do what they want at the end of the day. And apparently Will's, or Will himself was like, I'm the king of Hollywood. I will be going to that party. And he just kind of did his own thing. Whereas like, maybe he should have just, he, he wasn't really connected. Really? He wasn't, yeah. And they were saying like, he wasn't connected to what had happened. I think it was like the whole shock of it. And he was like, I'm just going to carry on as if this never happened. Just like, like an oh, outer God. body experience. Yeah. So then like, oh, I'm you dying know, to read that. Well, I think this amazing publicist, Meredith O'Sullivan Wasson, really saved it. You know, he's gonna he's starring in movies again now. He seems pretty untouched by it. But, you know, if he had gone home after that, I think his public forgiveness would have happened sooner. I think I know there was loads of debate around it, but I do think at that time it was like he should have just gone home and like celebrated with his family behind like closed doors or something. Oh my God, that was just insane, wasn't it? Yeah, it was basically this time last year. It was mad. But it was interesting seeing it through a publicity lens. And then the other man in Hollywood who has just completely, utterly gone unscathed. Hollywood has like a collective denial over this man and it's Brad Pitt. Yeah. Because... What happened was, right, 2016, yeah. there's this plane <laughs> incident, which the FBI are involved. I don't understand why it's not just like police, but the FBI, there was a report done into what happened on the plane. And Brad has been drinking loads. He's getting in all their faces. Him and Angelina, like, I won't go into all the details, but like they have a proper hustle bustle. He's like pl- punching the plane ceiling. He goes for one of the kids. She kind of has him in a chokehold and he like pushes her off. It gets really physical between him and Angelina. And then he gets up into one of the planes. He calls $25,000 worth of damage to the plane. Side note, which I found like a tiny bit funny in the like madness of it all. So the plane had to stop in Minnesota to refuel. And the the, the mm. fuel tank came along and was like refueling. Brad apparently ran into the fuel truck and tried to drive it away. That's how fucked he was. I'd say he was locked. <laughs> I'd say he was on another planet. Like I know he fallen really drunk, and this is such a celebrity style problem that you're trying to steal the fuel truck of your private jet. <laughs> anyway, not a good time for anyone. I doubt Brad Pitt is very pleased or proud of that kind of a performance, and being very intimidating. And now he's like estranged from those kids. But the tabloids they swing so in his favor, like the Us Weeklies, the People magazines, all those. The headlines constantly are like Angelina's plot to destroy Brad. And what happened was, so the secret behind this is a man called Matthew Hiltzik. And he is a PR and crisis expert. 
and Brad hired him the day that they got divorced. Obviously, then Brad's team is all in like damage control. And Matthew Hiltzik is the same image rehabilitation expert. And he does Johnny Depp as well. Johnny Depp is his other Oh my God, he's killing it. Yeah. So, and like the whole tactics, right, of like, Brad had that film out at the end of last year, Bullet Train. The, the details of that FBI report from 2016 are all hitting the press and stuff. He's going to all these premieres, he's at Venice Film Festival, but he's wearing all these mad clothes. And remember he did that cover of a magazine and it was like, he looked really dead. Do you remember that? It came out over the summer. This guy, okay. this publicist is like, distract, distract, distract. Wear a skirt on the red carpet. Be a bit gender bendy. Then, you know, talk about mad shit on the red carpet to distract, uh, to fail. in plain up. sight. <laughs> yeah, and like do a weird deathly cover of magazine to distract from the so fact so that's what people talk about to push out the headlines it's a classic Donald Trump move in a way it's like talk about something stupid so the papers don't actually comment on what's going on oh my I, god yeah and and oh yeah the just the final irony of this all is right he's actually quite a, I think he's an Oscar winning producer um, he won an Oscar for 12 Years a Slave and oh. he has a production company called Plan B and the two movies that they've oh, done yeah. is this there's this one who's Oscar nominated now called Women Talking and it's about women finding their voice in very old maiden style America. And then the other one is called She okay. Said. <laughs> and then the other film is She Said and it's all about the Harvey Weinstein story. Yes. So he's funding these films that are about abusing women when he's like been physical with Angelina Jolie, gotten up in his kid's face. So the irony it's just too much, really. And I feel like, yes, he's hiding in plain sight. America just love him. He's like a goal. He's like a George Clooney, like in that realm. This is all maybe so serious that people just want to pretend like nothing's happening. They like can't take another cancellation or like a no, no, no. We need Brad to stay, stay in good Brad. And we're not going to listen to Angelina. Yeah, I think people or, have had too much disappointment and they just can't handle another one. They're fatigued. Yeah, like Bill Murray. There was something about Bill Murray not yes. too long ago. And I myself had to say, I'm not reading that. I'm fatigued. I am fatigued. I couldn't. I just, I couldn't. It's just you know, so fatigue. It, it's just so funny how what we choose to like remember and forget about certain people. And it's kind of all how it's positioned to us and how it's fed to us and how like we'd have certain loyalties yeah. to like... Brad, but then like the the one person who could have done I think with um a, a really good publicist and I hope her publicist is fired is Olivia Wilde during that whole don't worry darling that girl needed oh, some assist <laughs> some that assistance was such a good oh so good and like all the nanny coming out and everything was just so bad about the dressing I love and like that. the nanny found out that she was cheating on. Jason with Harry through an Apple watch and seeing the text messages. Oh, what was that thing of like Olivia making a salad for Harry Styles? Yeah, the dressing. Sorry, sorry. I thought you meant a dress. And then Jason getting in, lying in front of her car so she couldn't drive away. I would argue that there was no publicist there. I don't think. No. They just chose, they were like, no, 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 we'll be fine. We'll manage it. So it shows you the value. Maybe she was on furlough. Maybe she she was. So yeah, the scaffolding of our society, for better or worse, is a publicist. I love that. Someone to guide you through some crisis management. 
because yeah my friend best friend jess is we all call her the pr guru because if you get into the spot of bother get jess on the phone explain the situation she'll have you sorted in no time you know if you like you're bitching really? about someone and you text them you know that kind of way like how do i get out of this jess has got your back personal publicity i got my personal publicist oh 100 I, I like i'd run everything oh God, by her she's just a, such a great way with crisis crises crises is, is that the plural Thank you so much to everyone who tuned in this week. We hope you enjoyed our delving into Pam Anderson and the world of publicists in Hollywood, in Hollyweird, if you will. <laughs> we hope you hate Tom Cruise as well and continue to do so and down with Tom Cruise. To finish it off, a recommendation of the week. Ooh, excited. Real Houses of Miami. Is this a new or a new season? So they came back after taking a gap of a good few years so there was three seasons took a gap and then there's season four and five and five is like up to date now basically larsa pippen's in it it's really good um but we actually gone have we watched season four and five now we've gone back retrospecting to season one and the the evolution so you can see everyone's real nose (laughs) that's my recommendation of the week some light relief until the spring arrives given all this crazy shit that's going on that's great yeah oh wow I, where do you watch it hey you i'm a i'm on the hey you maybe larsa pippen kind of beats yeah. my interest in i actually really like larsa pippen <laughs> thanks so much for listening you can follow us on instagram at soph underscore lions or at classy cabana please do all the good stuff of rate review like spread the word so we can quit our jobs <laughs> please 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 have great weeks happy tuesday oh it's Tomorrow. valentine's day oh oh hey happy valentine's day <laughs> do you know mandy moore and she goes stupid cupid you're a real mean guy my like is on when a butterfly stupid cupid hey hey what you see stupid cupid stop picking on me oh gosh mandy moore Happy Valentine's Day. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 